Hello, this is Kumbasike, this is Connor, and this is episode 32. Today I'm talking to Will Cliff. Will is a professional rugby player with Sale Shocks and also has out his own beer, Back 95. Will, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks mate, how are you? Very good, thank you. Thank you for coming on. So to start with then, do you mind telling me a bit about your background in rugby? How you got started? Uh, yeah, of course, mate. So um, I started at a young age at a local club, like like most people. My old mom took me down to get some energy out of me. I think when I was when I was uh, about ten, and then um, yeah, just went from there. Played played for some match, my local team. Got more into it. Got better at it. Uh, got some opportunities. Um, got involved with sale uh, in terms of like academy stuff, and uh, yeah, from then on, really. Ended up getting a contract when I finished school, went to uni as well, and, and, uh, and I had a full-time contract. So uh went from there, really managed to break into the first team. And then, you know, being here, that was from, from 18 and I'm 32 now. I mean, I had a little two-year two stint away in Bristol where I left, but uh, got tempted back up north. So, um, yeah, here I am. Awesome. 200 games later, I'm still, still playing for sale. Yeah, how did it feel when you made your 200th appearance recently? Uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was a nice uh, milestone for me. To be honest, it was uh, I knew sort of when I came back that that milestone was uh, on the horizon, and it was something I wanted to achieve. So um, definitely, uh, I, I, it didn't really seem like a lot at the time. But then when I look, I look back at it and I see what it kind of meant to my family and other people, um, yeah, it was quite it was quite a big deal. So no, definitely, definitely something I'm I'm fond of. And they gave me a nice little. Uh, chair with all my old tail shirts sort of sewn in as the, as the chair cover so uh and they made a bit of a fuss putting me a video together and stuff so now it was a nice it's a nice nice achievement okay and what well what we usually we do on the podcast is chat about challenges faced so in your career as a professional rugby player what challenges have come up for you this could be physical this could be mental what kind of things have you had to fight through um, I guess the one that springs to mind is uh, well, it's a number of years ago now. It's, I um, <clears throat> it started things were going great. I got I got into the first team. I played a bit in my first year, uh, and then my second year, I was playing a second team game, and I got um, I got a knee to the face uh, in the bottom of a breakdown, and it actually uh, shattered my eye skit and it um, broke my cheekbone. Uh, but I instantly lost the sight in my left eye. Um, so it was quite a quite a daunting injury at the time. Um, and anyway, I ended up spending a, a week in hospital in North Wales, and um, yeah, it was it, it, it was a bit strange because obviously I couldn't see and out of that eye initially, and I didn't really know why. Whether it was it a black eye, was it was it more severe damage than that? So, um, and actually, a bit of the bone uh, had stabbed into the optic nerve and damaged it. So, I mean, I was fortunate that I got a little bit back over the sort of next three months, um, but it, ne- it never really fully recovered. So it was a case of then, you know, some of the advice I had was, look, you want to think about retiring because if you damage the other eye or, um, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult to play. So as a 20-year-old, when all you've wanted to do is play rugby and you have an injury like that and you're out for almost a year, um, it's... It's quite a quite a daunting time, really. So um, that's the definitely the biggest hurdle that I've had to overcome. I obviously made the decision to carry on playing, um, 
and I ended up going to New Zealand for three months while I was still contracted to sail, uh, just to play some rugby uh, about a year after that injury. And actually, it was the best thing I did because it helped me adapt uh, to what my sight was like and uh, depth perception. And it was kind, kind of easing me back into rugby, So, um, as well as being a great life experience. So, I mean, injury, I'm sure most rugby players will tell you injury is, is the biggest thing they've had to overcome. But, you know, that, that for me was certainly uh, a point where... I guess I had a big decision to make, really, and, and I chose to carry on playing. And you know, fortunately, I'm still playing, and no issues since. And touch wood, it continues yeah. like that. But uh, yeah, rambling on a bit there. But yeah, that was that, that's probably the, the biggest challenge, certainly that I faced. Yeah. What was happening? What was going through your head then, when you know, just after the injury, and you can't see for a week? You're thinking, shit, is this my sight gone forever? What's kind of going through your mind? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly that. I mean, when it happened, I thought, you know, have I got a black eye here? Why, what, you know, is it just closed up? Uh, and then it became apparent that, you know, that wasn't it. And the only thing that I could really tell, I remember being in the hospital, it was if the light was switched on, it was slightly lighter, a shade of black than if the light was off completely. Um, so they didn't know. And I spoke to the doctors and they said, might come back, it might not. We, you know, we don't really know. Um, and yeah, it was a strange time. I remember being at home at my dad's house and I was, I was pretty much did nothing for eight weeks, just sat on the sofa waiting and trying to see what happened. And as I say, it came back a little bit, but never fully recovered. And it's, it, I don't know, I guess I'm so young and stupid that you just kind of adapt to when I've got both eyes open, I don't notice it. And it's, it's one of those where, yeah, you, you just get on get on with it. You know, you got those are the cards you dealt. So uh, what else can you do? So I, I kind of, it was, it was like over the next few years, it was like, oh, it might come back a bit more, it might come back a bit more, it might. Um, but your brain adapts and, and now it is what it is and I crack on. And But it was certainly a, a strange time, that's for sure. Yeah, sure. And so in the years since, has um, the having kind of an eye with a bit of damage, has that affected your performance on the field or...? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, initially it was certainly a knocking confidence and trying to trying to get used to it and get back to uh, to to feeling comfortable, I guess. But but you, I guess your brain's so crazy that it it just makes those adjustments for you. So as I say, when I'm when I'm sat here with two eyes open now and looking around, it's it's fine. It's you know it's the same as before, really. So um, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's particularly hampered me. Um, something you learn to deal with. Yeah, fair enough. So, well done for kind of going through that and, yeah, just getting on with it. I like that idea of, yeah, you can't let it hold you back. You obviously wanted to play rugby from a young age and just still went with it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But it's not, to be fair, it's something that, it's not a story I, I, really, a story I really share very often because, um, it's, you, know, you know, you don't go around shouting about how many damage are really, but it's... Uh, you know, yeah. Obviously, you mentioned the comeback and the and the, and the biggest challenge. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm proud that I'm still here and still still managing to do what I love. So, yeah, fair play. And so, when was the point where you kind of thought, okay, I want to I want to pursue rugby professionally? Uh, it was it was probably around the age of 16. I was I was playing out at Sandbach still, but I. Uh, I'd been invited to go have a look around Myerscale College, which had links with Sale, and it was um, 
it, it basically gave you the time to study, but also to really focus on your rugby. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. Um, and it would have left me, to be fair, with a fucking, I'm oh, sorry, swearing, um, with a qualification, a BTEC in sports studies that didn't mean a huge amount. So it was putting a bit on the line, really. And uh, But that gave me the opportunity with the links with Sale and, and the time to train and, and, uh, and improve in the coaching. So uh, it was kind of 16 and I was, you know, I was fortunate that I got the opportunity with Sale and then, and then was, was given that contract and then. Yeah, that really gives you a platform then to to be in an environment where you can really push on. Yeah, sure. And what was it about um, being a professional rugby player that really appealed to you? Um, <laughs> it's a good question, actually. Uh, I, I just think it's like, is it? I guess if if there's a sport you learn, whether it's football, whether it's rugby, whether it's tennis, whatever it is. If you enjoy doing it and you can do it as a job, then it's it appeals to anyone, I would have thought. Um, so that was certainly for me because I just love playing rugby. Um, someone's offering to throw a bit of cash at me to do it and, uh, and obviously at the highest level and achieve things, then um, yeah, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, for play. And so with the game of rugby then, since the pandemic, what kind of challenges do you think rugby has faced and will continue to face as a result of COVID? Well, I mean, the biggest thing, obviously, is uh, straight away, the, financially, the clubs are losing a lot of money. Um, the spectators aren't allowed to, to come. Um, so, that I mean, that's the biggest thing. Um, a few clubs struggled off the back of that and then obviously games got cancelled so it was uh, so some TV money was withheld and, and different bits but um, you know we're very fortunate actually that, that we can carry on um, I mean the, the the first lockdown when it happened obviously everything was off um, but then but then we got back into it and I see everyone else I see like my wife and my friends and at home a lot and the kids are at home and there's certain things they can't do but but for us, we you know we're fortunate we get to come into training every day, we get to crack on um, and, and do what we did before. Really, obviously with certain restrictions in place and things are a bit different. But there's a major life change, and it's not it's not being that hectic for us, other than the fact that fans can't attend. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully that changes soon. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so obviously that's that's personal point of view. But rugby as a whole, I just think it'll be interesting to see how it recovers. I'm sure it will. Um, but the spectators is the big one, you know. It makes it makes sport uh, having a having a full stadium and 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 that interaction with the fans and stuff. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. And so, if there was anyone, say, you know, 16, 17 years old, like yourself back in the day, who was uh, almost toing and froing considering a career in rugby, what advice would you say to them in Becoming professional, um, go for it. To be honest, I mean it's it, it's hard work and it, it takes a lot of dedication. Uh, it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of time, but unless you go for it, I guess you don't really know. So it's important, I guess, that you don't put all your eggs in one basket because um, there's loads of loads of guys there who want to be professional rugby players. It doesn't always happen. Um, but you know, if you think there's the potential there and you love it and you're willing to put the work in, there 
you know, knuckle down and give it a shot, you know, whether and, and you'll find your level eventually, you know. It might be might be in the premiership, it might be in the national, it might be in the national leagues, you know, who who knows? But uh unless you try, you don't really know. But as I say, you know, make sure make sure you don't put everything on it because uh there's a lot of other things you can do as well as rugby. Yeah, of course. And so um going on to things you can do as well as rugby, you also have your beer. Do you mind telling me a bit more about that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I'd love to. Um, so, yeah, this was something that, it was an idea that I came up with uh, over two years ago now. It was, with, it was with a pal of mine and we were having a few beers, funnily enough, and uh, discussing bits and bobs and had this idea of a, of a low-calorie lager or reduced-calorie lager. So, uh, basically, as it being professional athletes, you know, and we enjoy a beer as much as... Uh, as much as the, the next guy or girl so um, you know we were trying to figure out how it could be a bit better how you didn't feel a bit flat afterwards how you just didn't feel you know you could just give you that bit better feeling about, about drinking and it appealed to us because Mondays we'd come in on, in pre-season or whatever we'd get skin folds done and they check our body fat and you know if you'd been eating like a pig and you'd been drinking loads of beers it was high calorie count so we thought right so this was the concept and then uh, we went to a barbecue in pre-season and one of, the, one of the hookers was there in a position in rugby that he was a big lad and he was drinking champagne. I said, mate, what are you doing? It's like, you're off front, you're in our front row, you're drinking champagne. Uh, you go well, so he's like, ah, but I'm, uh, I'm a bit fat, so uh, feeling a bit voluptuous at the minute. So um, off he went and he was saying, he's, he's got less calories in it. So I looked at my other mate who we'd already discussed this idea and we said, right, let's do it. So um, yeah, fast forward on two years and uh we, we put in a bit of graft, sending out uh, emails and connecting with people and uh, found a found a guy, a recipe guy who's, who's got a brewery, actually coaching with us for the club. And uh, he's been great in terms of helping us design the, the profile of the beer and the taste we wanted. Also, those values of it being, you know, like a full, full strength lager, really. So it's 4.2%, but it's... Um, low in calories it's gluten free it's vegan friendly it was you know we wanted to to make these things appealing um, as they were to us really to our lifestyle um, so we did the recipe and then we had it brewed and uh, yeah it's, you know it's still early days as a business but uh, it seems to be going down pretty well great stuff and so that almost leads us quite nicely to almost the end of the conversation final kind of question whether this be rugby whether this be the beer or anything else for you, what are your aims for the future? Um, well, first and foremost, obviously, you know, rugby is, is my main job and I'm, I'm, I'm getting on a bit now, but, uh, you know, I've got, I've got big ambitions to, to win a premiership title with Sale. Uh, and I think we're at the club's in a good place right now. So certainly in the imminent future, the next couple of years, I'm, you know, my focus is solely around uh helping the, the team achieve that and hopefully as a club we can do that. Um, you know, that that mean a huge amount to me. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And then uh, beer-wise, it's just to keep growing it. And, um, you know, it's got, it's got potential that it could be what started as a bit of fun and we thought, worst case scenario, we end up with a garage full of beer and then we have to, you know, we'll drink it <laughs> if we can't sell it. But actually, you know, it's... Uh, the way it's going and the interest it's had, you know, it's, it's going really well. So just keep growing that. We've got, it's not just me doing it. It's a couple of other, a couple of other lads and, and we're all sort of putting the hours into it around, around other jobs and uh, 
yeah, the way it's the way that's going, it, you know, hopefully it can it can really grow into something in the future. So it's uh, it's a good time. It it keeps you busy. It's a, it's a nice distraction from rugby. So with that and family life and everything else, it's quite a nice balance to have, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, conversations kind of uh, covered everything, Will. So thanks very much for coming on, mate. Uh, all the very best for the future, and yeah, uh, best of luck with the bit, the beer and everything. Yeah, all right, mate. No worries. Uh, thanks for having me on. It was uh, it was great to chat. Great stuff. All the best, mate. Cheers, mate. Take care.